Hello, ladies and gentlemen. If you will take your seats. How is everyone tonight? Woo! That was pretty good for a first try. Let's do that again. How is everyone tonight? I knew you could do better. I had faith in you. Welcome to the East Las Vegas Library. This is the newest library um, in the Clark County, Las Vegas Clark County Library District. We are so proud to have this wonderful new facility here. Um, and thank you all so much for being here. Uh, normally we would say, hey, turn your cell phone off, everybody. But instead, go ahead and click that bad boy to silent and take it out. Take as many pictures, videos, whatever you want to do. Post them on your social media. Tag the Las Vegas Clark County Library District. Um, follow us while you're on there, while you're at it. Tell all your friends where you're at. Tell them all to come to our amazing programs. We have tons of free programs here. A lot of the same artists that you would see at the Smith Center or any other amazing art center in the country. Um, and they're all for free. So check us out. Check out our website. See what we have going on. Um, how many of you are Wild and Free fans? Yes. They're amazing. I am lucky to call both of them friends of mine. They're two of my favorite people. We are so, so lucky to have them here tonight. Let me introduce you to Jacob Murdoch and Allison Yanez McKay. tripping. We did. <laughs> Welcome we had a bet going on. I was going to trip. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. We're Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. My name is Allison Yanez. And I'm Jacob Murdoch. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, so can I see a show of hands? How many people are uh, fans or tuned into Wild and Free? Yay! Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So for those that don't know, Wild and Free is a podcast that serves as a platform for nonprofit professionals, social justice activists, and artists that are community-oriented, trying to create a positive impact in the community. We've been running for a year and a half now, yeah. and we're really proud. Uh, we try to focus on women, people of color, people from the LGBTQ community, uh, people whose voices aren't always heard in the community. So we want to showcase um, the local talent and be the best ambassadors for the city as possible. So welcome, thank you. This is our first live taping at the uh, at the East Las Vegas Library. It's super on brand with what we're trying to do here with the podcast. You're laughing, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is, it is. It um, is. We're all about community spaces, <laughs> um, places where people from different backgrounds can come and hang out. So we think that this is wonderful. Um, thank you again for joining us. I believe I see a couple local podcasters in the audience. Hi, Fabi, thank you for coming. That's Fabi Fab of Latinos Who Lunch. And we also have a couple people in the audience. The lights are kind of dim. I can't totally see what's going on. We have an Akab James Terrell thing kind of going on. Yes. But um, we have a couple people um, that have been our previous guests, yeah, right? Yeah, we do. Can you see them, though? I can see Paige up here. I can see Paige, yes. Hi, Paige. We've got Lily from Troop 659 back there. Yay! From the Girl Scouts of Nevada. Welcome. We've got, uh, well, of course, Fabi was also a guest, so thank you. Yes, yes. And uh, we have a guest on an episode we haven't released yet, which is McDougal in the back there. Oh, hi, Mike. <laughs> How are you doing, Michael? <laughs> anyway, uh, without further ado, should we invite our first guest up on stage? I think so. I think it's about time. Mm -hmm. All right. So we would like, uh, so Erica, a.k.a. Miss Mosca, and Nicole, a.k.a. Miss Leva, to join us from Leaders in Training. 
Hi guys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give a couple highlights about each of these individuals if you don't know them, which many of you probably do because they're awesome leaders in our community. Uh, to start off with Miss Mosca, who is a proud first generation college graduate and social justice advocate. She is the executive director and founder of Leaders in Training. Um, she moved to Las Vegas. Let's see here. It was in... I'm old. <laughs> You're not that no, old. No. Uh, moved to Las Vegas um, to uh, with Teach for America uh, to become a teacher and got hooked on the Las Vegas bug like many of us do. So, um, And Eric and I go way back. We've known each other now for five or six years maybe. It's been a while. Seven. Seven. <laughs> All right, you. we're old. <laughs> Um, and then next to her is Nicole, a.k.a. Miss, Miss uh, Leva, uh, who was born in Linwood, California, but has lived in Las Vegas and East Las Vegas for roughly 20 years. So she is home right here at her home library um, and uh, is the program manager for Leaders in Training. So thank you both for, for joining us. And, and we're also not far from your office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're right there on Lamb in Washington, so y'all can visit anytime. Right, and on Monday we had we had lunch at uh, what was it? I cannot remember. La Mojarra Loca. Yes, and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy fish. Cra- is, oh, was that was a okay. huge uh-huh. fish. Mojarra is a type of fish, and loca is crazy. And Allison got a crazy fish that mm-hmm. was the size of the. Table. It was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had leftovers for like a hundred days. But uh, welcome, ladies. Um, when we were choosing uh, the guests for this theme, Erica had already been on the podcast previously. You had talked about Lit. But we thought, what better place than the East Las Vegas Library to host them? Because the theme of the library is education, both for youth and for adults. And that's all what everything that you guys are about, especially in terms of STEAM programming. Um, I don't know if you guys know, you can take out tablets from the library. Mm-hmm. They have all kinds of magazines. They have a great... Uh, uh, workforce connection thing going on. So everything that has to do with education, learning. Um, so we thought this would be wonderful to have you guys on. So thank you again. Yeah. So I'd like to start off with um, if each of you want to just do a brief introduction of yourselves and then anything that I may have missed in, in our introduction. Sure, and I want to thank everyone again for being here today. Come in and support your local library means a lot. I'm Erica Mosca, founder and executive director of Leaders in Training. And the only other thing I would say is that I started the organization so we could empower people who look like me, who look like us, to be leaders of their own community and make the decisions that they should have the power to make. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay, so Nicole, Mrs. Leva, um, program manager of Leaders in Training. I've been with Erica since September. So it's, it's great. Um, I grew up, like you said, in the community, went to different elementary schools here, a middle school, graduated from CSN High School, uh, Cheyenne campus. Um, what better way than to represent my community? Because I grew up in the community. So I, um, I visualize myself with a lot of my students. So I see that that's a, it, it matches. So Awesome. Thank you. Um, so for our listeners, we did uh, an episode with Erica where we went into a lot of the history and development of leaders in training. Um, but if you just want to provide just a very brief overview and the history, how long the program's been around, um, and you know, kind of where it started. Thank you. The vision of leaders in training is to empower students to be the first in their family to graduate from college, but to more importantly, come back to our community and be the change. So what we say is imagine every time uh, people talk to me or they talk to some of my colleagues, they say, we need a person of color on a board, or why are there not this type of person serving in this capacity? What if we actually backwards map that if we start at 14, we could have our students from the community be the doctors, lawyers, principals, 
people who make the decisions. So we really believe that uh, inequitable systems are a thing. And until you dismantle power by having people from the community being the voice, we won't get change. So we believe that once you get a college degree, you can uh, come back and be that change. Awesome. Thank you. So let me get a feel of the land here. Um, can you elaborate a little bit what type of struggles the kids in the community are going through that the need for leaders in training arose? Mm -hmm. And then I'll talk uh, some about the history. So I was a fifth grade teacher at Goldfarb Elementary School. That's a couple blocks north of Charleston and Ellis. I live 16 houses down from where I used to be a teacher. Love the community and move my parents here. Uh, like many of our students, I'm the first in my family to go to college. So my dad worked at night and my mom worked during the day. And even if people at my school didn't believe that I was smart or I was capable, my parents did. And so what we see is that students and families are willing to do whatever it takes. We have over 160 students from ninth grade to college graduates. We have students who are going to go on full rides to Uni University of Michigan, to University of San Diego. We have students in the military that we're really proud of because they've chosen another path for their leadership, but we see that even if students and families believe it, the systems and structures that exist in the communities don't always match right. what they need. And that's what I experienced as a student, as a child. That's what I experienced uh, as a first-generation college student in Boston. And as a teacher, I experienced that in East Las Vegas. So then I decided to take that all together and create a community empowerment organization. Um, so I would say in my end, um, what's the question? Mm. Challenges kids face. Challenges. Okay, no, most definitely um, growing up, I faced my own challenges um, looking the way I look and everything. Um, it, I guess challenges would be the fact that I am a, the first generation born here in the United States. My family came here in the 1990 um, in Linwood, California. Um, so my parents, they're very fortunate. They know English, know how to read it and write it. But it was difficult knowing. Um, it, it was very scary for them to come in and advocate for me as a child. So I always had to step up and be on the plate and defend myself. Um, and that was challenges that I thought, well, you know, just because I'm a teenager or something like that. But then once I grew up, I see that those challenges still exist. And now that I work my, with my students, I'm like, no, those challenges are still here. And unfortunately, they haven't changed. And we're still struggling with stuff like that. And now being in this position, I can now finally step up and be like, no, this isn't right. We're, this is the stuff that we have to do to change the way that things are being run. Mm -hmm. So, Great. So would you talk a little bit about how Leaders in Training operates um, and how do families and students get involved in the programs that you offer? Sure, I'll take some, and then uh, Mrs. Leva runs our Little Leaders program as well as our sophomores. But imagine it's an after-school program, so any student can join. We pull from 24 Clark County School District high schools. We have students who take a bus from Del Sol. That's two RTC buses just to get to us. Wow. We have another student who drives from Mojave, and these are all students who are willing to do the work. So on a Tuesday, kids go to school all day, right? And then they come to us from 4 to 7 p.m. Those are our seniors. They get help with college. So every year uh, from ninth grade to 12th grade, we have after-school programming for them that are that's free. Uh, every two months, we have a parent meeting where we have over 130 people in the room because our parents are our assets, they're our partners. And then what's really important is when a kid is in college, we still have programs. So we have years five through eight. And then we're going to have an alumni program. So I taught in 2008, fifth grade. Leaders in training was the theme of my classroom. 
Those students, I started it in 2012 for them, for those kids. They will graduate from college next year. And in year eight, we will see a whole pro proliferation of first-gen kids who maybe were undocumented, maybe had to work two jobs, maybe have a kid themselves, but they're persisting and their focus is to help other people never go through what they went through. That's awesome. And then, oh, yeah. Nice. Let's see, for me, um, I run sophomores cohort six. Next year, we'll be bringing on our new freshmen, cohort eight. Um, we also run a program, Little Leaders, um, in Futura Academy, which is right in the same area as our offices. So Little Leaders is K through third. We do um, tutoring for them. Uh, our LIT students actually go, and they're employed under me, and they know how do we make them feel W-9s, the ionize all that stuff so that you've got to clock in, clock out. This is what your taxes look like. So wow. it's kind of like a career curriculum. I guess I, it's more like that. They're responsible. They're liable. You had to let me know if you're going to be absent. And the thing is, they take charge of their own students. So to one of the persons assigned to kindergarten, another one to first, another to third. So that's more of the little leader side. It's the program manager side. Um, it's a little of everything. I like I, what I always tell my kids right now, we're currently at 36 students. Um, I would tell them I don't I don't have two boys I have 38 students <laughs> I'm like they are my kids um, it's a lot it's a lot of personal text messages at 10 o'clock I'm like why are you texting me why are you not asleep <laughs> but it's great I, I wouldn't change it that's awesome that's and awesome I, I know we're gonna talk with a, a couple of your leaders in a little bit but um, I know there's also some other aspects of the program like internships you know having these students get some real world work experience as well. Definitely. With my students, actually, so year two is the sophomores. Um, they're their main focus. They don't meet every week, but they're, uh, we try to place them in their field of interest. So this year, they were lucky. They actually internship here in our East Las Vegas library. Um, our students that are here today, both of them did a podcast on their own. So from beginning to end, they had to do their brand, how to work the microphone, all of that. Then we had our other half. They did tours. So opening day, they were actually here, and they did tour guides. Oh, cool. So we had Salvador, which is the branch manager of the library. He came for like a month and a half, and we rehearsed with them and gave them a scripture. Um, four of our other students that are interested in medical, they actually entered at Valley Hospital. Um, so we have a lot of different, we helped with the campaign, um, political campaign, so it's just a lot of different stuff. So for us, what we, if you think of community empowerment, so service learning, so students volunteer every month. Mrs. Life is also in charge of that. She's awesome. Uh, then we have students intern. So if you're, if you're a high schooler, maybe you're getting Ds and Fs. We don't ask for your grades. It's free to join our group. Any kid can join that's willing to do it. And a kid that has Ds and Fs, it's not because they're not with it. It's because the people around them are not encouraging them. So all of a sudden, a student with bad grades can teach a kindergartner their yep. letters, and you start to see the confidence grow. Mm. They're doing it themselves. And then the little kids see somebody who looks like them, who's a leader, and they understand, OK, I get about community. And then when they're older, we do the more boring stuff, like ACT prep, the college <laughs> visits, uh, personal statements. So we, our theory is that if you do service learning, critical consciousness development, we talk about diversity, inclusion, systemic inequities, and then actually do the college, the kind of boring stuff, all those three things can empower a student to be on a path that matters to them. That's cool, and it fosters a sense of accountability and hopefully sustainability. The future leaders will continue investing in the program and become mentors and hopefully employ these kids, et cetera. So that's incredible. It's awesome. 
Um, what have you What have you learned from your students and from the community since you launched Lyft? Mm -hmm. Do you want to start? Um, what I've learned is that there's a still a lot of work to be done. That no matter how much we are all together and how much, like, you guys make this podcast to give different organizations opportunity, I'm like, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. And it's, it's amazing seeing the change that we have made. Um, currently, our staff, we're four, mm -hmm. four, and we've made a change with 160 students slowly. And if it's not them, it's impacting their family. And I have the the privilege of going to and um, volunteering with a lot of different other organizations and seeing the changes that they've made. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff that, uh, luckily, it's being podcasted and people are now starting to know about it. So. Because along with that, students and families are willing to do the mm -hmm. work. So Mrs. Mm -hmm. Leva called them. She got the Valley Hospital internship. And then she has to then pick students up after school. But students have to be willing to go. This is not a school. Right. They don't have to be here. We tell them all the time, you choose to be here. You're a leader. You're going to help other people someday. So this inequitable stuff doesn't exist. And parents are willing to do it as well. So we have a parent here today. I'm really excited you're going to get to hear from. But our parents drive our students. Uh, students donate themselves. Our college students are the mentors. If you just give people the opportunity and the reason why things are the way they are in places like East and North Las Vegas versus a Summerlin and Henderson and teach them that they could be the person that changes that, our, our world is on fire. And I'm interested to hear how, how do your students feel about that? Because I know that you're, you're teaching the leaders those things as well. So what, what are they seeing or at least you know, we'll ask our, the two yeah. students that come up here in a, in a few minutes, but um, what are they seeing in the community, too, by getting involved? What do you see for, I guess, what do you see from them? Yeah, um, I'll do one example, and then I'll definitely Nicole can share an example as well. I use a student uh, who, he will easily share his story about how he walked here from El Salvador as a 10-year-old. And when mm -hmm. I met him in the eighth grade, he was in the he was at Von Tobel Middle School in the back of a class. A friend had asked me to do a presentation. He was that, like, chill kid in the back, like, whatever, miss, like, stop talking. What you talking about? Mm -hmm. But I remember we gave him the sign-up sheet and said, whoever wanted to join, and he raised his hand. And that's, that kid is not really a kid anymore. He's 20. And wow. he goes to school at CSN. He's at the College of Southern Nevada. And he's an example of has to do everything twice as right because can't qualify for a FAFSA, mm -hmm. has to work full time because can't pay for school. And from him, we see that it actually happened, right? We talk about why can't you do a FAFSA? Because people in positions of power that make decisions are not empathetic to what's going on. And then that's why he gets it. He's like, okay, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to make sure my younger sisters can have more opportunity than I did because what I'm experiencing is not right, and I'm going to do something about it. Mm. To clarify, FAFSA is financial aid. Financial yes. Yeah. I guess in my end, what I always say is I, don't, I didn't realize how much we raise their standards until we actually have to go to a certain event or certain organization. And they come back, they're like, Mrs. Leva, this was very unorganized. Like, this wasn't okay. Like, they didn't have this. And I'm like, oh, you get mad at me about these logistics and this Mosca, but then when they're not in play. And then so they, they see, and it's, it's just amazing to see, like, oh, now you know what planning is, and now you know what these standards are. And I guess the highest thing I would say is, I first time ever, I had to enroll students in summer school this year. And I never knew that um, our education system didn't put our students up to these high standards. 
So here, a deed to them is passing. I'm like, no, that's not passing. If you go to any other state, that's not accepted. So the fact that I had to constantly struggle and fight house high school counselors, like just compete, I'm like, there's no reason why my students shouldn't be enrolled in a, in a summer program. If we're willing to pay for the summer school, it doesn't matter. If, do not set my children up to fail. Just have them succeed and have them want to be better. So, Yeah, and that, that's a good segue. I, we're interested to hear too because we know that Leaders in training, like at every nonprofit, there's restrictions. Not every you know high school kid can join leaders in training. So, what would you recommend to the audience and any listeners that we have who maybe have kids that are in the school system about how they can, um, you know, better fight for their children or better be better informed for their children? And with that, I would say be involved. Be involved in your child's life. That's the biggest thing, first and foremost. Then after that. It's don't be afraid that because if you like, guess what? There's translators there. And if there's not, take someone that can translate for you. Because at this point, they, they might intimidate, but no, at the end of the day, that's your child. And you want the best for them. And, if, and let's say sometimes I've, we've had instances where some of our students don't have that support system at home. Mm-hmm. Well, then this is when I tell them, you're two years away from being 18 years old. It's your time to stand up for yourself and for you to go in there and defend yourself. So if you want to sign up, guess what? You go tell them, I need to sign up and sign you up. And that's it. Great. I would tell uh, families and community uh, community members similarly, flip the script, right? Mm-hmm. If they're not doing right by your kid, that's their job. You're, our parents are doing their job by working two or three jobs just to put food on the table and a roof over their kids' heads. They are doing everything possible. It is the school system's job to make sure students have all the opportunities that they should. And anytime, you know, I we do tell our, our students and our families, just act like a privileged white person. Go up in there and tell them <laughs> what they need to do because you better believe in Summerlin and Henderson and at private schools, Parents are the ones who are advocating for what's right. And in college, people are trying to get uh, individual education plans so that they have more opportunities. So it's really empowering students and families to understand their role is to advocate, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, first of all, Ms. Leva, after, I want to get information of these little kids that... Um, yes, definitely. The, the organizers, yeah. I so, need to talk to those kids. And then let me tell you... Um, so my husband and my son went to Cardenas, the one right there on uh, Bonanza. Mm-hmm. And um, he was in, and he was just waving at people. My husband's like, who are you waving at? And he looks over. It was three of our little students from the Little Leaders Program. And he goes, because my sons come with me. And they're like, hi, hello, how are you? And it's so great, because well, I run into all the families all the time. Our sons were in the swimming program, so we love the little program, the Little Leaders. Well, and that's a good uh, segue. We were going to ask you guys um, what type of family-friendly activities you like to participate here on the east side or in Las Vegas in general. Because oh. we've talked about booze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no more booze. I, I, yeah. For me personally, so I have two boys, um, seven, and he's about to be four next month. We love going to the library, honestly, all of the libraries. Um, we, uh, we like going to the Henderson's libraries. They have a lot of different stuff there. But any libraries, they have live music. They have uh, a lot of art stuff. Uh, it's, it's great. It's free events. So sometimes when it's like, it's too hot, we don't know where to go. Look up community events, and then there's so many things left and right that are free. So that's personally what we like to do. Um, Outdoor stuff, Red Rock, Mount Charleston, it's hot. (laughs) 
Yeah, similarly, I was going to say, I know our Get Outdoors Nevada people are here. Give a shout out to them. Uh, but oh, yeah. we've seen, we've volunteered with them uh, pretty frequently. But we, even for me, you know, I'd never been camping until I was like 26 because we took the kids camping, right? Like we had to go. I was like, what is this tent thing? My parents came. <laughs> we had to buy stuff, right? It's expensive. Yeah. Uh, but Get Outdoors Nevada always has events and things to get you out. And we really know the research around mental health. And so we try to take our students to even Wetlands Park. If you haven't been at Wetlands Park, it's free. Go see it. It is hot right now. It is uh, hot. But just knowing that these public lands are ours and mm-hmm. that they're accessible and that we should use them uh, is something that we've shown our students and I really enjoy doing with them. I believe Allison dressed up as a bird at the Wetlands Park. <laughs> you did? I did. Yeah. Uh, what what's type his of name? Bird? Puddles the Goose. Oh. The Blue Goose. <laughs> blue Duck or Blue Goose. Yeah. I guess I should say I volunteer with Get Outdoors Nevada in Wetlands Park. So and you I had love to wear both. a bird costume? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I got to like do the little floss dance and everything. <laughs> I was break dancing with kids. It was a lot of fun. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. Everyone needs to know. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, thank you very much. Do you have anything else to add for the public? I would just share uh, to... Find our website. If you want to join kids, just text me. That's what we do. We're open-ended, so uh, we're taking kids all the time because we know you can't tell a kid that they got to get this GPA or that grade or they got to be this age. When students want to do it, we'll take them. If they're willing to do the commitment, they're a leader. Great. What's your website? LITLV.org. Excellent. And we'll be having you guys up again uh, for question and answer, and there is information. You brought flyers about lit. Yes. No flyers. No flyers. So there's no flyers. There's a local chest. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Can we get a round of applause? Thank you. They're just taking the plunge with us, and we're trying to figure out how we're doing this. We were going to have music. You want to whistle or something? No whistling? Yeah. Come on up, guys. (laughs) Yay. I think I knocked up. You should have seen it when I got here. They didn't have the step. And I was like, oh no, we got to get a step in there. We're going to kill ourselves. That would be interesting, right? Uh, I think that would be, I don't think the library would be prepared for their first death and their first live taping of a podcast. We would not be invited back. No. Uh, well, welcome, Yikes. welcome. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Uh, we are joined on stage by Miss Tellis, one of the mothers of Leaders in Training. Is that the correct title for you? Uh, yes, it is. Super mom. Super mom. Yes. That's me. Great, great, great. Thank and uh, Tajari and Tajane, right? Yes. Welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. You guys are right at home because you interned here at the library, right? Yes. Yeah, we did. Cool, cool, cool. Well, we'll get, we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Do you yeah. have an intro question? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm curious. How did you learn about and then get involved with leaders in training? Uh, our mom has a friend. She's right there, actually. And then, uh, <laughs> Hello, mom's friend. And then, uh, so her son comes here. He's there, too, mm-hmm. as well. Oh, all right. And she told uh, my mom about this program, and then our mom told us. And told us that we're gonna be doing it. <laughs> doing it. <laughs> I like it. That's a that's a great mom right there. Yeah. 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 That's and right. um, drop the mic. Right. That's right. And there's the episode. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so where are you two in school, and what what year are you? We go to Desert Pines High School, and we're going to the 11th grade. So we're yes. juniors now. 
All right, very exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I realized I gave you my question. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's our first time, folks. Right, right, right. Uh, so this uh, first question is for you, Ms. Tellis. Uh, what advice um, would you give parents that um, are unaware of lit or they want, they're looking for advocates in the community to help their kids through high school and they want to go to college? How do they get involved? Um, just like I did, just go sign up. It was very simple to do. We actually, the first event that we went to was um, the scholarship event, which was last year. And just going to that event and seeing all these kids that are going to college, that's been in this program, that's receiving a scholarship to go to college, it really inspired me to do so. So, I mean, just go online, sign up, contact Ms. Mosca. I actually contacted Ms. Mosca on Facebook. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hit her up on Facebook. So I would definitely recommend, and she responded too, you know? So I would definitely recommend just reaching out to her. Mrs. Leva um, is, is really simple to do. And you, have you seen changes in your kids since they enter the program? Absolutely. I don't want to call out one child in particular, but I'm going to go ahead and do that. <laughs> Tajari. Tajari was so reserved, so laid back. He didn't want to speak in front of people. Look at him now. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's just in a year, right? That's, that's just in, in a year. year. Exactly. Just imagine. Exactly. Wow. Yes. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, my question is, too, for, particularly for Tajari and Tajane. Um, sorry. And... What are your goals and aspirations for after high school? I want to I want to be a chef. And I Ooh. think the reason why, well I know the reason why is because I see my mom I used to see my mom and my grandpa cook. They cook really good. And I want to cook like them, well better than them. Oh. <laughs> All right. I take that personal. <laughs> I can tell you who your first uh, customer will be though, our our local Oh yeah, foodie. no, we 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 were talking before the mm -hmm. show. We're actually going to come in. They have a demo kitchen back there. Oh really? Oh and, excellent. Yeah, I haven't let Anna know, but we're going to come in and we're going to make. Uh, what did we say we we're going to make? Barbecue. Yeah, barbecue. We're going to yeah. bring in a smoker oh, I'll or be something. There, we're going to figure mm -hmm. that out. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> well, I'll help you out. Okay, thank you. Okay, back to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, after I graduate high school, I want to go to college, and I plan to get a doctorate degree because right. I plan to be a psychologist and an astrologist because they go really good together, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, we were talking earlier, and you were telling me a little bit. I know nothing about zodiac science and astrology, yes. so I, I got some education. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so what's the one of the most significant things that you've learned since you've gone through the program? And you're still going through it, obviously. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say uh, to speak to people. I learned to speak to people and to snap my fingers because <laughs> we do this thing like after someone <laughs> says something, we have to snap. Uh -huh. And yeah, so I learned how to snap. And when we when we first came and they did that, I'm like, man. So I was over there like <laughs> just the whole time when they start snapping. He never knew how to snap. Yeah. He's like... So you're yeah. just going around Las Vegas, yeah. like, give me tacos, give me this, give me that. Is yeah. that what you're doing? Yeah. Okay, useful. 
Did you learn something else? <laughs> um, yes, I actually learned how to be more organized and responsible because I have a lot of things going on in my life because I play sports. And with LIT, every Friday you have to submit your grades, and that will like go past my mind. Mm. So I learned how to be more responsible with that. Because Miss Mosca, she'll text me. She's like, why didn't you turn in your grades? I'm like, or Miss Lava too. I'm like, oh, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> but I learned how to do that, you know. What sports do you play? Volleyball and flag football. Oh, all right. MVP. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't know what any, any of that means. MVP <laughs> is most valuable yeah. player. Oh, is that what you are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Got to get her a sash or something that says that, right? A crown? <laughs> I feel like the libraries yes. have a 3D printer where they can make, make a crown for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that'd be fun. Just not to wear while playing. That would be dangerous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very dangerous. Yes. So we know that both of you um, interned here at the East Las Vegas Library. Do you want to tell us about what your experience was like um, working here at the library, especially as it opened? Yes. Well, I was really happy to be able to get to podcast at the library because I'll always see it on TV or YouTube and I'm like, wow. And then when I got here, we actually got to use the real equipment, so that was pretty cool. But then it was a little hard because I, you know, you you constantly have to think of things to talk about. And you're telling me, yes. <laughs> Speak for yourself. We never have that problem. I mean, I talk a lot already, but like to have to think about it, it's, it you know, it's hard. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whatever. I'm not even gonna, you know, try to make a list. I'm just gonna talk. So that's what I did. <laughs> Nice. And they have tech people that actually help you set up, or how does that work? Uh, Mr. Salvador actually helped us. Um, he taught us how yeah, to, he use, taught the us how to yeah, use the equipment, and that was cool. Can you teach me? <laughs> I only, we just, I just show up. Right. I just talk, but I don't know how to, like, any of the engineering that mm-hmm. goes into it, so. It's actually really easy. Yeah? All you got to do is click a button. Yeah. <laughs> Jose, is this I true? I feel like there's a little bit more to it than Our that. Our producer's giving the thumbs up. Oh, we didn't know that all along. We got two new producers yeah. here. Awesome. Awesome. And what, what's your podcast about? My podcast is pretty much about everything. We talk about zodiac signs, school, food. We are, what is it called? We, um, we eat by the mic? Muffin. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. MSMRM? Yeah. A- ASMR. Oh, okay. yeah. We wanted to do that, but then I was like, no, that's a little annoying because, yeah, you know, weird. I watch it and I'm like, why are they doing that? That's weird. <laughs> but I want to try I want to try to do that. But basically, we just talk about Zodiac science, school, food, pretty much anything. <laughs> a nice crunch on the air is Oh, is yeah. Nice. I actually did try that. I had some, wait, well, I was drinking lemonade and I was like, <laughs> and then it makes me thirsty it. just thinking about that yeah yeah well for me well we talk we talk about different things uh school the locker room uh yeah that's about we just talk about different things but if we come up with new things as we go we talk about dumb stuff too but i mean it's fun it's really fun and you have a co-host mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is he, is he also, this person is going through lit? Or? Yes. Okay. It's, cool. it's five of us in a group. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. okay. And you take turns uh, interviewing each other? We just, we just all talk. We just talk about random things. Because there's, uh, there's four mics, but there's uh, five headsets. Mm-hmm. So uh, two of us share a mic, and then we just talk about different things. 
Cool. Excellent. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. We should show you our setup. Um, we move around uh, at a we lot do. of places, but one of them we call the Den of Descent, part two. And we just sit on the floor and we have like blankets and all kinds of like ironing boards and things to like, so. Block the echo. Yeah. yeah. Very professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very but maybe professional. if you're looking for another internship, we're looking yeah. for people to help out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we need a lot of help. Yeah. 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 This one's a lot to deal with. <laughs> Just look at him. <laughs> Did we mention your uh, your awesome shirt today? No, we didn't. Immigrants make America great. Can we get yeah. a round of applause? <laughs> Say a round of applause for a white guy. Right. It's self-evident. That's very evident, yes. yes. Well, uh, do you have anything else uh, that you would like to share with the public about your experience? LIT is a really good program. It, we came really far, you know, actually being in the program. Um, I'm very grateful that I got to experience a lot of things like camping because I never went camping before. Mm -hmm. And when I did, I was like, because, mm. you, know, <laughs> you know, like the bathroom outside, I was like, I'm just going to hold it until I get home. home. Yeah. yeah. So I was, that was actually cool. Oh. That's nature. Yeah. You you went nature. camping a good twenty years the first time before Allison did. So yeah, if you do it in your thirties, you're like nah, <laughs> you're not gonna do it again. So good for you, good for you. That's awesome. So next time I, I'll be more. Prepared. I really like LIT because uh, it it gets you out of your comfort zone. Cause mm -hmm. I'm really well, I'm quiet at LIT. I'm not quiet at home, but I'm quiet at LIT. <laughs> but no, he's not. So. <laughs> One time, uh, we went and we helped out at this, was it a homeless shelter? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a homeless shelter, and we fed the homeless, and it was really fun getting to help the people. It was nice, and yeah. Yeah. So that, that's interesting. What? Oh, I helped, uh, I'm sorry for cutting no. you off. I, it, was, it was nice to help this one guy because he was in a wheelchair, and he was trying to scoot his, himself, but he was missing a leg. And no one helped him, so I helped him get to a, a seating area so he can eat. That was very nice of you. Thank you. Um, well, speaking of your experience volunteering, what ways are you guys looking to give back to the community or give back to Lit in the future? You go first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question. I haven't really thought about that yet. But I hope to come back to LIT and help out around, you know, give car rides like I see everyone else doing. <laughs> Nice. Um, yes. You know, donate money, Miss Mosca, like you said earlier. Money's always welcome. <laughs> well, I'm going to have my own restaurant, so I'm going to have LIT at the top, obviously. Yeah. It's just lit. Mm -hmm. Going to be barbecue? I don't know. Everything. We yeah, do need a, a good barbecue yes. restaurant. Do. Town, so mm -hmm. I, I'm into that. Pitmasters right yeah. here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or I can at least wash dishes or what have you. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Taste cool, cool, cool. test. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be really good. I hope. You hope. I'm sure it will. It is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Leave that part out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us, and thank you for um, everything that you're doing on Leaders in Training, and thank you, Mom, for Absolutely. like you know understanding um, how important this program is for your kids and for the community by, yes. by getting more people involved in it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. You're both yeah. very bright young children, and uh, kids. We're looking forward to see where you head. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. All right. 
So, so actually, if you all want to stay on stage and um, uh, Miss Mosca and uh, Miss Leva come up, we're, we want to be able to open the floor to any questions you may have for them about leaders and training, about education. About we do the... want them up, but there's no room. No. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, no, look. no, no, Mom, stay here. Okay. You're good. <laughs> Let me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did receive a couple questions on Instagram. Yes. So uh, from from Rico, who's the executive director of Camp Anytown, he'd like to know from Erica, and then I would also like to know from Mom and Miss Leva the same answer. Um, but if there's one thing that you could tell your younger self, what would it be? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Do I just like? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Leader Tasha. Thank you. Uh, I got it. Oh, okay. See? Thanks, Leader There you go. You're so smart. There you go. I would tell my, uh, I would definitely tell my younger self that the struggles that I'm experiencing will be worth it because if I didn't move around to eight different schools, if I uh, didn't get on a plane by myself on a red eye when I was 18 to go to school in Boston and work two jobs, if I didn't experience all these things, I wouldn't have made leaders in training. And so I'd tell my younger self, it's okay because it's for a bigger purpose someday. Awesome. Um, what I would tell the younger version of myself would be, I'm not the only one. Um, that there is a lot of people that are going through the same struggle. That there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And most definitely to be more confident when I was younger. And I always tell Ms. Mosca this, I wish there was an LIT when I was, when I was in high school. So that's most definitely what I would say to myself. Great. Thank you. Teach me. Um, honestly, when I grew up, I didn't grow up like the twins. I grew up a little rougher. So um, I would definitely tell myself to stay away from the crowd that I interacted with and um, really take school serious because at that when I was young, I didn't. When I, I told the twins when I was a senior in high school, first day of school, my counselor called me up and he said, you have 11 credits, 11 and a half credits, a matter of fact. Wow. Um, there's no way you're going to graduate. So I went to school from 6 a.m. to 8.20 p.m. before regular school and after school in order to graduate on time. So I would definitely tell myself, you know, to stay away from the crowd that I interacted with. All right. Uh, no, I was. didn't you say there were several submissions? No. I made that No, up. I want to give okay. the audience a chance. I know Anna's got a microphone back there. All righty. Anybody have any questions for anybody up here? Yeah. Do, you, do you have a question, Stephen? You're just... <laughs> You're just being Are you comical. sure? <laughs> no pressure. We forgot to mention that Kim is out in the audience as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Another Kim was guest. also on the podcast. Kim. Cocktails, mocktails, and something or other. Oh, yeah. my. I can't see Kim, but I know that she's here. She's here. So. Hi, Kim. <laughs> okay. I'm not Kim. No. Um, no. I'm Erica, and I'm friends with Nicole, and I love her sons. Um, so my question... To mom is, since you love LIT so much, and as a scholarship kid, mm -hmm. 
whose mom was involved. What, how would you get moms to be as involved as you are? Mm. Mm. Good question. That is a good question. Um, personally, right now, what I've been doing, I speak to a lot of my friends, and I have plenty of them. I have friends that have kids older than me, friends that have kids younger than me, especially the ones, well, sorry, older than my kids and younger than my kids. Um, the ones that are younger than my kids, I always, you know, let them know everything that's going on with the twins, um, the things that they do, how they have to turn in their grades. So I talk about it to everyone. Um, I think everyone I know knows, and if I could do more, I would definitely, but Right now, that's all I've been doing, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Sounds like a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's how you got here. I would like exactly. to chime in on that. Uh, mom, you do a lot. A lot, a lot. She is one of my moms that when I send text messages, she responds. When I tell them that they haven't submitted their grades, she responds and she gets on them. She was there with me signing them up with high school. So the fact that she does do a lot, definitely. More than you think you do. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Village. It does. It always takes a village. Yeah. Add oh, definitely add, that's fine. add. Thank you, Leader Tajman. You got, you got to do it for me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then I would just share, too, because I think it's a great uh, segue about how even the, the family joined is because one of the moms in the audience is here, Miss Marquette Johnson Miller. She could wave. <laughs> And uh, I think she told her at work about it yes. forever and ever and ever because yes. she can do that. And then she finally got them to come over. And then they got another family to come. Mm -hmm. We have another family. We have all five of the older siblings. So we have a parent meeting, like five people sit next to each other. And it's all the aunts and uncles because they got five cousins <laughs> are all in it. So it's a group where uh, people bring their people. Uh, and I know y'all got us another family, too. So Absolutely. they're the best recruits. Yeah. Awesome. All right, we've got another question over here. Hello. <laughs> um, I was just wondering, as an organization for LIT, like, what do y'all think the biggest challenges are going forward? What do y'all need support with? How do you want to see other people in the community support y'all? Awesome. Funding. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely answer, but what do you think, too, from a student perspective first? And I'll answer. Uh -huh. You go first. You go first. Yeah. first. Ladies I went first. first the last time. Ladies first. <laughs> who's, who's the oldest, by the way? Tajari. Oh, Tajari, you got to go first minute. now. One yeah, minute. you got to go first One now, minute. you see? You're the oldest. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> How do I answer this question? That was a really good question. If you could question. snap your, your finger and we had something at LIT we don't have right now, what would it be? Oh, probably uh, the best thing that we can get Probably more money, so uh, we can do uh, better things with this program. Your turn. That's it, really, yeah. That's the top answer? Yeah, that is actually the, the top answer, because we do a lot of traveling. Because last, where did we go last year? We went to, um, yeah. Yeah. And then we visited Crayola. Or Rayola, yeah, Layola. I don't know why I said Crayola. <laughs> well, okay, well, we visited a lot of different high schools. I mean, colleges. colleges. We actually went to a private college, and that was cool. So probably more money because there's a lot of people, and a lot of us are going one place. So, yeah. You got to be my the mic leader. Oh, yeah. Be my mic leader. Thank you. 
And I, I would just share about that too, why Mrs. Lave is so awesome. She's a mom, she has two kids, she's married, uh, and she works here part-time. She's willing to do the work, because we can't pay people, right? So I'm the only full-time staff member of four uh, part-time staff members, and so I started Leaders in Training with my own savings. Usually nonprofits are started by rich people or corporations. We're an example of a grassroots nonprofit. That's why we have results, that's why we partner with families, because nobody tells us how to run our program, because mm -hmm. we have to fundraise uh, grassroots. So not only just fundraising, but volunteers, we need, need leadership speakers, come talk about your college, come drive kids around, we'll take it all. You're all right. what Mexicans call chingona. <laughs> all right, we've got another question up here. Ms. Mosca, you know I have to say something. <laughs> this is not a question, but it's more of a comment, and I say this all the time, Ms. Mosca has had my son since first grade, and he's 16 now. And wow. when I tell you this boy gave me the blues, <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden he was coming on I'm with Miss Mosca, she, she gathered him, molded him, and to a point he, she was helping, he was helping her tutor she didn't give up on him. She didn't give up on me because I had to go to work. I, I have to go to work as a parent. And at my work, like I met Taja, I said, this is the best program ever, ever, ever. And you will succeed. It's all up to you. <laughs> if you're going to succeed in this, because it's out there. It's out there, it's out there. And again, it's all about the money and it's worth it. It is so worth it because we go 20 deep if we have to in a car. We get those kids in, we get them where we need for them to go. Yes, we do. We, we, I mean, she just makes it happen. And, she, and I always tell the kids, she don't have to. She does not have to. And she does and I love her. I love her. My heart beats for her. She really helped me right to this right to this day. And I just I, I I truly love her. And this one's gonna come out. You guys are gonna come out to be the best you can be. I know. I said you have to. I can I can introduce you to Miss Moss and get in, but you gotta do the work. And they are doing the work. They are doing the work. I just had to throw that in. L I T, you know me. Yeah. All right. I know I personally cannot wait until uh, the leaders are like the mayor and city council mm -hmm. and CEOs like making changes in Las Vegas. It's going to be a much, I mean, our community is great, but it's going to be so much better. Absolutely. Yeah. We have time for one more Yeah, one more I have question. a question. I'll get the mic. <laughs> so um, this is for Mrs. Leva and, and uh, Erika Mosca. So we've heard a lot about kind of like what keeps you going, you know, in the inspiration side. But running an organization is hard. So tell us, like, how do you keep going? Like, what, what are other fuel apart from the inspiration that you get from the kids? Like, how do you keep going? Good question. Um, for me personally, it's what I always tell them. It's, it's my boys in 10 years. So I see them as my own children. And why would I not do for them what I would do for mine? Um, 
And aside, I, I've done other jobs. Um, I was a legal assistant for a while. I was a chiropractic assistant. And I wouldn't, I want to say this is, has been by far the most fulfilling job. And somehow it has matched perfectly with my life. And I, yes, it is very tiring. It's very frustrating at sometimes when they don't do what they're supposed to do. But it, it's worth it. It's worth every struggle, every chain, text messages. So it's, it gets me going. If it wasn't for that, I don't know what. So thank you. And we love you, Mrs. Leva. Don't leave me, please, ever. Okay. <laughs> Miss B, we love you. Miss B painted our beautiful Cesar Chavez mural right there, uh, a couple blocks north of Charleston and Ellis, so she's awesome. I'll tell you two things. The personal thing is I go to the gym, which I didn't do for a very long time, but I have to do That's my therapy that I can afford and that uh, it's the only time I get time to myself. Uh, when I don't go, that's how you know I'm really stressed out. And the other thing that I think is really important that we try to emphasize with our students and families, and I hope you really see here tonight, uh, I own my home. My parents live with me, even though I'm old. They still live with me. Uh, so I get to play in this world where I have a master's degree from Harvard, and I started a nonprofit, and I go to meetings and want to dine people all day long. But when I go home, I go home to my parents, and I'm myself, and I'm who I was growing up. And I never lose that identity. So it helps me to fuel why I do this work when I see how hard they still have to work. Uh, no matter how everything they did for us. So it's still, I think I haven't left my community as one, even if, if Las Vegas wasn't my born community, I'm still part of it. Um, and even though it's very cliche to say self-care, I found a way, finally, after seven years. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you again. Thank you for your questions. Thank you to everybody on stage with us. We're really proud of the work that you're doing for the community and looking forward to seeing where you guys are heading. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And thank you to Anna, Noah, and Sal. Sal? Sal? Sal. I'm sorry, Sal. From the library. Uh, from the library. Las Vegas Clark County Library. Right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> thank you. And then, of course, who do we got with us today? We got our team live and in person. For yes. those of you that listen to the podcast, you hear us talk about them, but you probably don't know them. In the back, we got our producer, Jose Sotelo. He also composed the theme music. Our research assistant, Ashley Pacheco. With, with our newest member of the Sebastian, Wild and Free team. Yes. New baby in the house. And our creative director, Berta Gutierrez. And, and and we 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 definitely want to give an honorable team mention to uh, uh, Michael McDougal who's helped us out a lot. So thank you so much, Michael. Thank you. Couldn't Michael. have done this without you. All right. Well, this has been Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. Uh, for those able to drink, we're going to have an after party at the Starboard Tech. There's food there too, so you can actually yes. uh, you can actually eat food. You don't have to drink booze. Uh, but thank you again for coming, and hope to see you soon. Thank you. Right. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Thanks.